y'all. I'm Betsy Orton with the Dickey Foundation. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Dickey's Doing Good podcast, where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. I'm thrilled today because my guest is Ulysses Teas, who's been a first responder for more than 10 years and is currently with the San Francisco Fire Department. He's also one of our newest Dickey's franchisees, and we're thrilled to have him joining us today. Welcome, Ulysses. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, so so for folks who don't know uh, don't know you as well, tell me a little bit more kind of about yourself and how you ended up being a firefighter. Yes, that's that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think I've told a story plenty of times now. I kind of got it down, but you know, for me, uh, I've always enjoyed you know being a part of the team. Right. So growing up in high school. Uh, actually, even younger than that, you know, I played sports. I played football, Pop Warner, since I was 12 or so. And once I left that after high school, right, obviously I didn't go on to play the NFL or anything like that. <laughs> Not very many people have that opportunity. I, I still desired for, you know, that camaraderie, that team, uh, team spirit, being a part of that. And I also always enjoyed medicine, right? I always uh, was attracted to that side of things. Um, and then the, I guess you could say the adrenaline rush, right? From the sports. (laughs) So I said, let's marry it all together. Um, and I ended up becoming, you know, paramedic firefighter. So, um, in, in most cities nowadays, especially larger cities, uh, in order to be a firefighter, you also have to be a paramedic or at the very least an EMT. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's kind of what led me down that path. And now here I am, excuse me. Uh, gosh, uh, about a yeah, over a decade now of, of doing it. I've been really blessed and fortunate to have the opportunity to start so young. Um, you know, not very many people do, and, and I'm grateful that I found, as you could say, my calling, if you will, very early on. Well, and you were telling me that you started out being a firefighter about as young as you could be. You know, I, I was going to college, and I said, you know, I want, I still want to get that excitement going. So I actually went to EMT school at the age of uh, 19. Um, Excuse me. I did that very early on. Started doing some volunteer work with that. Um, and at the time, you actually had to wait to be 21 to get hired um, as an EMT or firefighter. Uh, but I was able to do some volunteer stuff. And uh, interestingly enough, um, I interviewed on the day of my birthday, which my birthday is February 11th. So I interviewed the day of my birthday, February 11th, the day I turned 21, and. Uh, you know, at the end of my interview, they asked me, they said, well, why should we hire you? And uh, I sat there and I thought about it and I said, well, it's because it's my birthday. And of course, all the girls there laughed and they said, you know, that's a pretty good reason. And uh, sure enough, the very next day, February 12th, um, I get a phone call and they offered me a position. So um, that's what I've been doing ever since. That's so fantastic. I have to tell you, when I, when I was interviewing with Dickies, I, Laura Ray Dickey asked me, she's like, so why are you interested in this job? And I said, are you kidding me? It's two of my very favorite things in life, barbecue and philanthropy. Let's do this. So <laughs> I, I fully understand it being a calling. So absolutely. So what what kind of was the best thing? What is the best thing about being a firefighter or an EMT? You know, it, it sounds cliche. And uh, in all the interviews I've had, uh, I always say the same thing, right? But, but it's very genuine and it's helping people. I really do enjoy having the privilege to help people during their worst times. Um, you know, I feel like I, I've been blessed with having the skills um, and the mindset to, to be able to deal with those situations. So, you know, I try to apply that and, you know, help people that are in need. 
Um, so I would say that would be it, yeah. Well, and that's really that's really interesting that you say that because at Dickies, we talk about one of our priorities being both doing well and good. And so kind of talk to me about how helping people and giving back has really guided you. Yeah, you know, it, it really has been a, a big guiding factor um, to me, you know, helping people out, um, you know, even for our industry, just customer service, being there for our guests and all that. Um, it, it feels good, right? It feels good to be able to help people out. And like I said, I'm a, a very cheesy guy, very cliche, but it, it's genuine, right? You know, I, I, I sincerely mean that. Um, and I think Dickies has given me a platform to expand on that. Uh, for example, um, you know, this Thanksgiving, I said, well, what could I do to give back to a community that's already given me so much uh, in such short time being operation? And I wanted to do a giveaway uh, Thanksgiving meal for, you know, uh, for somebody. So we, we went to the radio, we partnered up with them, and we were able to do a Thanksgiving meal um, to a family. And then uh, more recently right now, we wanted to do the same thing for Christmas. Um, I had a friend, um, she's a real estate agent, she shared a similar experience, you know, hey, this community has been able to help us out so much, I want to give back. So we partnered up, and we're actually doing two uh, Christmas meal giveaways this time around. So it's been very good. That's wonderful. And I love that I love that you're using it to help give back. I think that is so wonderful. It's not cliche at all. It absolutely is so <laughs> genuine and, and so wonderful. Um, so kind of uh, going back to kind of your experience as a firefighter, tell me about an experience you had that really kind of touched your heart and one that really may have changed how you do things. You know, it, it may not be as, you know, deep of a story as you might imagine or, you know, as long of a story as you might imagine. But it was, it was very early on in my career. Um, it was as an EMT. I was working in, uh, for a private ambulance company and it had to be in the first few months of working there. Um, you know, I was I was uh, in the back with a patient, elderly lady, and you know I'd done my assessment, I'd done all my medical stuff, you know I'd asked all my questions, and once we got done with that, um, you know came then came the human factor. She asked me, she said, "Can you hold my hand, please?" And that just really touched me, right? I, I said, "All this sweet lady, sweet little grandma wants is just to have that comfort, right?" Once we get done doing the medicine or extricating somebody out of a car or, you know, burning building, you name it, there's that human touch, right? So I think that really solidified that for me. And, um, you know, to expand kind of on, on my background, I've actually had the opportunity to be the training director. And, and when I train, I always would tell my trainees, I said, yes, do your medicine. Yes, you know, practice your, you know, your skills. But on top of that, don't forget to fluff pillows and hold hands. That's kind of my little slogan, right? So we, we want to take care of our, you know, our patients, our our guests, right? So uh, yes, that, that that would be my story there. I love that. You know, don't forget to fluff pillows and hold hands. I love that. That's right. So kind of tell me about kind of two or three people who really have kind of helped you and really made a difference for you and kind of where you, where you've ended up so far. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, you know, the the obvious. I have to give credit uh, to my dad. You know, my my dad's. Uh, they came here from from Mexico and uh, they left everything behind, right? And they wanted to start a fresh life for themselves and their kids. Uh, me being the first one, and 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 I definitely got to experience kind of the sacrifices. Um, you know, my mom. I, I remember a story. Um, they were too poor to even buy milk at some point. So I wanted cereal being a little kid. My mom had to, you know, give me orange juice in my cereal because she didn't know what else to put in there. 
And, uh, you know, and, and my dad always was there in the sense of always working hard, um, showing that work ethic. And, and I think, especially now that I'm older, I can look back and see, you know, I picked up the same work ethic, you know, the long hours, <laughs> uh, the being there all day, every day, and, and willing to make those sacrifices for the greater good. Right. So I would say that was definitely, um, somebody that, uh, that definitely, you know, helped me get to where I am today. Um, and then the second person was actually, again, very early on in my career, somebody that I still keep in touch with to this day. Um, I was, again, I had to be 21 years old. Uh, I was, I was just an EMT and just, so you know, the progression of how it works on, on that side of things, it's EMT, you go to EMT school, right? That's kind of the assistant and then it's paramedic. Right. So paramedic is the one that's doing all the, uh, um, delivering all the drugs, uh, defibrillating people, you know, all the stuff you see in the movies. Um, that's, that's what a paramedic is. And obviously a firefighter, you know, we're fighting fires and, and all that stuff. But, um, Same anyway, early on, that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, early on I was an EMT and, uh, I remember sitting down on the couch and this guy asked me, he goes, Hey, would you know what to do if, uh, you know, somebody was exanguinating, meaning bleeding out out of their arm, what would you do? And I said, I can't remember. I probably gave the incorrect answer. Actually, I know I did. Uh, and he goes, well, you have a lot to learn, kid. And he goes, uh, with that attitude, I don't think you're going to be successful. You're, you're way too young. You're way too immature. Um, you know, you need to get it together. And that just sparked a fire in me because I said, you know what? I'm better than that. My patients that I work with deserve better than that. And after that, I think maybe a month later, I was signed up for paramedic school so I could expand my knowledge and, and learn more. And I remember reaching out because I hadn't told him I'd signed up. Uh, this is probably like a month in. I said, hey, by the way, I'm in medic school. And he goes, I knew you always had it in you. I was like, then why did you tell me you didn't? He goes, because it looked like you needed a kick in the butt to get going. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that definitely lit the, the fire under me, that's for sure. Um, and that's somebody I've kept in touch with, um, you know, he's a paramedic himself and, you know, communicate, keep in touch, you know, kind of follow up with how we're doing. So it's, it's definitely nice to have somebody like that. That is wonderful. So if you, if you went back and you were talking to 21 year old you or to someone who was new and wanting, who's 21 and wanting to become a firefighter, what, what would you tell them? What would you tell them that they need to know? What would you tell them is the most misunderstood thing? What, what would you share with them? I, I think it just go back to, to a statement I made earlier is it is a privilege to have the opportunity to help people out. And you just have to remember that, right? We're, we're responding to people's worst day of their lives. And you have chosen a career path uh, that, again, gives you that privilege to take care of somebody. And, and you have to treat that with respect. Um, you know, sincerity, integrity, you name it, all of that. It's, it's you know, it's very serious. Um, and uh, it's not that I didn't take it serious when I was younger. I think I didn't recognize the magnitude of the importance of it. And, you know, that, that would be my reminder to them. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think that's a great, great reminder. So if you could step into my shoes and ask yourself any question I haven't asked, what would you ask you? Um, you know, something I think it's more so that I've kind of found with, with joining the team of Dickies and something I actually shared through BU is I've found a lot of similarities between the fire department and, and working, uh, you know, and being a part of Dickies, right? Um, you know, I, I was able to speak to uh, our BU class kind of about it. Um, and I said, 
you know, the, the camaraderie, the teamwork, the fast paced environment, uh, the yelling guests, AKA the yelling patients, it's the same <laughs> thing, you know? Um, so, you know, to that point is, you know, barbecue, what we're doing is, is we're bringing joy to people, right? Um, so yeah, just like with us, you know, when we show up, yes, it might be their best, best worst day, but they're happy to see us there to help them out. So I, I've really found those similarities. Um, and, uh, you know, it's brought me a lot of excitement and joy in, in just being a part of this team and doing that. Yeah. That's so wonderful. All right. Well, we'll switch it over a little bit to Dickie's. So I've always got to ask, what's your favorite Dickie's meat and what's your favorite Dickie's side? All right. So, um, it wasn't until I got to Texas for training. Uh, I have to say it's the, uh, burn ends. Definitely love those burn ends. Those are excellent. Um, Right, uh, so I really like those. And then as far as sides, oh, that's a tough one too, uh, because there's so many I like. But I think I'm gonna be partial to my pasta and go with mac and cheese. <laughs> that's so, a very common answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> although baked potato casserole is very close second, and also a good runner-up would be the okra. I've never been a big fan of okra, but our okra is actually amazing. And I'll tell you, I have people that, you know, lived in the South, lived in Texas, and they'll say, wow, your okra is really, really good. That sound means it's time for our lightning round. I'll be giving you two choices of Dickie's items and you'll tell us your favorite. Let's get started. Barbecue beans or jalapeno beans? Barbecue beans. Pork belly burnt ends or brisket burnt ends? Ooh, pork belly. Sweet or unsweet tea? Sweet. Chop brisket or sliced brisket? Sliced. <laughs> All right, these sauce. Yes. Oh, it is. These are these are these are tough decisions. I mean, uh, this is this is a tough game of would you rather. So, sauce or no sauce? Sauce. Okay. It does. It doesn't have to stand on its own. We're just saucing it. All right. Uh, brisket or pulled pork? Uh, brisket. I used to be a pulled pork guy, but I've transitioned. Okay. Uh, and ribs or wings? Ribs. All right. Well, that's the end of our lightning round. Thank you so much to my guest, Ulysses Tez, who has joined us. We wish him all the success and safety as he's out there fighting fires and as part of the Dickies family. Thanks so much, Ulysses. Thank you. It was a pleasure. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. It was great that we could share our stories with you. Um, if you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit thedickeyfoundation.org. And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community. Mm -hmm.